You are listening to the realestatepodcast.ca. Brought to you by JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the realestatepodcast.ca, the podcast that is for anyone and everyone that is interested in real estate from the general public, investors, enthusiasts, realtors, landlords, tenants, and more. We are real estate for the masses. Before we get into it, our disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. Okay. So now let's get to it. Uh, we are John, Nicole, and Cheryl, the JNC of the JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. And today's fun-filled and helpful topic is the top five updates to increase your property's value. And I think that it should be said that this is kind of viewed through the lens of a realtor. What should you do in order to maximize the sale of your home? Now, everybody loves top five lists. After all, that does account for about 75% of blog TO's content, <laughs> for better or for worse. And my question for you, Nicole, and I don't oh, mean to put you on the spot here. This is on the spot. Um, but what are your top five favorite foods to enjoy in the seven <laughs> minutes between showings in your car? Cold burritos, hot burritos, a banana. What? <laughs> Sushi! Uh, pepperoni! I gotta stay in the car, that's gross. You have to put soy pepperoni. sauce on it and then ginger. Pepperoni. Uh, Jerky. Jerky, pepperoni, hot burritos, cold burritos. Well, you know, it's in the car, so. And plus I was really going for a top five quick. And bananas. And bananas. Right. That is the strangest. You know what, I, I think that we should probably have prefaced this with the reason why I asked you that question, because the last episode that we recorded was so you want to be a realtor and Nicole glamorized it so much let's play back what Nicole had to say about burritos from that episode eating cold burritos in your car in the seven minutes between showings or yeah. it's a hot burrito but it's like not good hot like I might get salmonella but I'm so <laughs> like you're gonna get it's salmonella hot <laughs> very glammy episode that episode yeah that was my Nicole. everyone's in a great mood that episode actually let's, let's ask Cheryl a question um who are your top five ex-boyfriends in no particular order? <laughs> because I've always wondered, and I hope I never make that list. <laughs> who are my top five ex-boyfriends? I do it. Put, like, put you, like you mean like, who do I hate the most or like the most? Well, it's up to you. That's, how do you, yeah, how do you, how do you interpret them? the list? <laughs> okay, we're, we're getting way off topic here. In all serious though. I feel really awkward right now. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, now, folks, uh, let, let's let's bring it back to what, the reason why we're here. Top five uh, updates in no particular order to increase the value of your home. Number one, bathrooms. Number two, kitchen. Number three, floors. Number four, painting. And number five, light fixtures. So these are not all major renovations. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, they are updates obviously kitchens and bathrooms may or may not be a major renovation i think we want to talk about the fact that not all of them have to break the bank as well there's different levels of updates that you're going to be doing and not all as well and this is very interesting to note uh, are going to net you a positive return unlike all the hgtv shows that you see the renovation shows where they say oh yeah we're going to put this much money in and we're going to get this much back plus plus all this plus other all money. this other money it doesn't necessarily work that way <laughs> I was going to say something along the lines of, yeah, like it really is very frustrating to watch it from a realtor's perspective when they're like, value of the home before renovations. Yeah. Robert Elizabeth does this, right? Yeah. Uh, the renovations cost. And now the value is $50,000 more mm. if you add them all together. Yeah, there's yet. your profit. Um, but it doesn't always rarely work. Rarely is yeah. like that. And then that also leads me to selling Sunset and commission. <laughs> Anyways, maybe we 
should cover that next time. We will. Maybe we <laughs> will. Yeah, that's Reality good. show real estate programs. Interesting. We actually did a blog post and that's what uh, made us do this as a topic for our Maybe. podcast. And that was the top five updates. We're going to link to that in the description. And um, we get asked this a lot. We do. Yeah, and what I should think I do? we all agree that these are yeah. sort of the five easiest, because kitchens and bathrooms sell homes. Absolutely. And then stuff like flooring, uh, painting, and light fixtures can be relatively easy to do. Yeah. And they uh, make a big impact on yes. how the property shows. Yes. And don't even, the painting and light fixtures, your realtor may be helping you with that. There's lots of realtors, we do, that take care of that stuff as part of our listing process. So you yeah. may want to have the conversation with your realtor before deciding to do anything at all. Well, we work as a team, right? Yeah. You know, so definitely uh, lean on your professionals, your contractor if you have one, your realtor as well, because some contractors may think that, you know, this specific type of finishing, it's, for example, marble, veined marble Beautiful. all across the backsplash, the floors. We talked about renovating the renovation. There's a property just down the street from us that's been on the market 113 days. It full took it? took it down to the, to the foundation walls and built it up. We were having a look going, man, what's this property going to look like? And we went in oh, yes. and there's marble floors on the entire your first yeah. floor. And not even ice marble. It's like gray and gold yeah. and white. Did I see it? No. No, oh, John no. and I went. Yeah. Sounds like I'm we, we talked with one it's of our... It's unfortunate. Yeah, we talked with one of our colleagues and we popped into their open house here mm. in Leslieville in our neighborhood and we talked doesn't, quite a bit about that property. It doesn't speak to this crowd it at doesn't. all. It doesn't. That's why it hasn't sold. But uh, but anyway, let's go to number one. Okay. It's a room that I spent a whole lot of time in and that is the bathroom. Now, it can be a total redesign to enlarge a bathroom or as simple as like a, a new mirror. Uh, or freshening up, and this is what we do a lot of times before if it's a more dated bathroom that hasn't seen a lot of love, just freshening up the grout, cleaning it up, uh, getting rid of the old caulking, putting a nice fresh bead in there can make a, a huge difference. I just rolled my eyes in case someone's listening, just because he loves doing a fresh bead of caulking. Fresh bead. It's got to be a good bead though. Like none of this sloppy, sloppy stuff. We see some homeowners will do it themselves and maybe some are more yes, skilled yes, than you're others. you're great at it. We well, know. Yes, thanks. yes. John does it all the time. A master caulker, right? Yes, you <laughs> are. Uh, and uh, Nicole, you've done your share listing a lot of properties of, of getting uh, elbow grease and the nitty gritty yeah, getting rid yeah. of it. Yeah, well, well John has enlisted me to help with the caulking. Funny, he's yeah. never enlisted me. <laughs> I do okay. You do great. In a pinch, I'm okay. And you practice at your own house too. I practice at my own house. Right. <laughs> it went good, but then it, I don't know, it didn't, the type of caulking you get is important. It is. Yeah. Because it didn't like live up to Mr. Lee's caulking. Yeah. Do we, do we need another podcast on which type of grout in caulking to yeah. choose when So interesting. How large a bead? Can I, you use can a I tool? Do you use a, your finger? Do you use your finger? Can I take us away from caulking for a second? Sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you guys. Um, also changing hardware. Something very simple to do. Yeah. yeah. Painting cabinets. Yeah. Yeah, that, that we're going to touch on that in kitchen because those are two big ones yeah. that you can do, but you can also do in it's the bathroom. It's even less expensive if you do it in the bathroom. So Cheryl, what is on your wish list for an updated bathroom? Me personally yeah. or to sell? How about a, a little bit of each? What well, well, oh. to sell? If, if like, sky's the limit, you can do storage, anything. Everything storage, everything storage. Okay. Oh my God. I mean, design's important, but yeah. storage. And for resale, a tub because... First of all, there are some people that just love their baths, but even if they don't love a bath, if it's a family home, they're going to need a bathtub to bathe their child in. So yeah. a bathtub is very important. I am big on the design stuff, so I like a feature wall, and whether it be a tile feature wall or a painted feature wall or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, lighting, mood. 
That's in the bathroom? Important. Yeah. Totally. So we have undermount lighting, but even the lighting fixture can change the look and feel of a bathroom. Yeah, and ladies will look for good lighting because you can spend makeup. a lot of time doing makeup there, right? Yes. <clears throat> what do you think or about even it? bad lighting. I want some like harsh bad lighting. If I look good there, I look good everywhere. <laughs> God. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. You know what? I, there's it's a like the opposite of beer goggles for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Through rose-colored glasses, That's right? right. Uh, there's two things here I thought one of you might mention. What do you think of, if you have the room for it? Double vanity. So I am like married. Saves marriages. I am married to double vanity. <laughs> I will squish a double vanity in a bathroom that could barely take it. And people are like, I don't know. I think it's going to be, I don't care. I want two sinks. There's, there's lots of people that say it saves marriage. Oh, I yeah. don't want people spitting yeah. in my sink. So, that, so that's a big one, ladies. You know, um, you don't want to be I... sharing the same sinkhole. Uh, <laughs> right? Can I say though, when we got our double vanity, I was yeah. so excited to show because you never believed that you were the one splattering on the mirror. My side was right? disgusting. It was so disgusting. <laughs> I was like, hmm. And this was, we lived there for two years. I'm like, I told you, can yeah. you clean your sink? This please? was our condo. And then we went into our house uh, and we bought it. Had the worst, tiniest bathroom ever. But uh, we didn't share that one though. No, you we didn't. I got my own downstairs, and which is still not updated. Hint, hint. Can we update mine now, Cheryl? Some, a lot of this too, we're coming at, like we do work with a lot of buyers. And so we can say, when they go into a home, they see that double vanity. They're like, oh. Yeah. Everybody it, likes it. No yeah. one wants to spit in the hole with their husband. I think even if they don't know, it's about not spitting in the hole with their husband, which I'm pretty sure some people listening don't mind. Uh, it's Lies. looks luxurious yeah. to have that extra sink. So John, I see here you have heated floors and yes. none of us mentioned it. I know. It's one of those things when you walk into a property with your buyer clients and you see that there's heated floors, a lot of them go, ooh. It's, it's nice, it's not as expensive to do heated floors as it used to be as well because of the electric, electric under padding, uh, the electric sort of pads that, that, uh, that you can use. And you know, we didn't see a heated floors because it's like the first week of October and it's been really warm. If we did this podcast in February, might be like, what do you want? We'd be like, heated floors. Yeah. for our bathroom right now. Yeah. Is it cold? It's Wonderful. No, we, oh, we did heated floors. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay, perfect. Yeah, so that's one Jealous. thing that if you can, if you have the budget for it, I think that it's... Uh, it's. Our bathroom was two square feet, so... Didn't cost us much. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, and then what do you think about toilets? I, I'm a big fan uh, of the, the smart toilets. It's loud. The ones that, uh, it's not a self-cleaning toilet, I just want to say. It is, actually. I looked at the manual. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, because I clean the toilet, it is not a self-cleaning well, be toilet. Because we haven't done <laughs> the self-cleaning. Yeah, you have to put but the no, product into I, it. Too. Yeah, I think it's more than that, but I find it too loud. Okay. Is it Japanese? Yes. It is, yeah. For those of you that like uh, South Park, there's a great episode on Randy and his Japanese toilet. But uh, anyway, so um, that's pretty much it for bathrooms. So next big one, I think, would be kitchen. Some people might put that as number one because you know the kitchen is the heart of a home if you, you cook it, well if you cook, not even just for I cooking know. it's just for people it, sit around entertain i have had recently buyers that uh were just the kitchen and this was the exception not the rule you're right usually people but they were like so, meh kitchen we don't care we need a, a long counter buyer? condo house oh. we need a long counter and if they're listening they'll know it was them and they were fabulous and they're one of my favorite clients we just need a long counter to put our Uber Eats bags along. <laughs> That's why I asked condos, because we have lots of young clients who they do order out more than they cook. We had one client who used their dishwasher as storage, kind of a la Carrie Bradshaw from yep. Sex in the City. Um, she didn't use her dishwasher, she used her stove. 
Yeah, I think that generally speaking, we can say that the kitchen yes. wows the pants off of people if it's yeah. a nice kitchen. And, and, and it does sell houses, I think. It is. It's, one, it's one of the more expensive yeah. if you're going to do a full um, renovation, kitchen yes. renovation. But it doesn't have to. If you're just going to update the kitchen, uh, if you've got the really old cabinets, instead of doing all new cabinets, what we've recommended our clients done and what we've facilitated for them is painting the cabinets and putting on new hardware. Yeah. Because if you have that sort of old wood design, if you put uh, nice mel mel melamine paint on it, which is a nice uh, furniture paint. One of our clients painted on their own before even deciding to sell. Remember, um, they painted it green. Oh yeah, that, that looked amazing. So you don't, you're not when a lot of people or a lot of realtors you might hear say paint your your cabinets white to brighten and freshen it up. But you can because it's now trendy to do two colors yeah. or yeah. a completely different color. Um, you can do that very easily over yeah. what used to be the wood veneer or whatever that yeah. was popular in the 90s. And were they like crafty? Did it look good yes. having had yeah. them well, do it? Well, that's the thing. Not it, it, all clients have the yeah. skills to yeah. do it. We've had to go in and, and like basically repair bad paint jobs before. Yeah, because that can hurt you yeah. if it's sloppy because that's, buyers will notice that it's sloppy. Yeah. I do always tell people to try like if you can do it yourself and it looks great, it looks great. If you can do it yourself and you screw it up and you have to pay somebody to fix it, but it's the same as if you had paid somebody to do it to In begin with. In the first with. place, save so yourself the try. time. Yeah. Oh, you said I, I was like, save yourself the time. You You're try, like, try, try anyway. Aw, yeah. you two are on the opposite different planets. spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> different planets. <laughs> Venus and Mars. Uh, yeah, two-tone is actually quite popular right now. We just uh, helped facilitate the renovation. We project managed it. Uh, actually, there's uh, it's up on our YouTube channel right now. We did a little case study, and we went for two-tone. Green lowers, white uppers. So, you know, you don't have to go all traditional white now. Um, let's talk about other things you can do with appliances, really old appliances. Appliances aren't as expensive as they used to be. Um, but what we're seeing, and maybe this is a personal preference for me, is people putting in, in older kitchens, new appliances that look like old appliances, keeping them white. white. And uh, I don't know, white appliances to me just screams like 80s, 90s. Unless yeah. it matches, a, we've seen a couple times where someone has done a mid-century modern, like very like light wood kitchen yeah. and the new KitchenAid white um, fridge looks amazing. It does, there. but it's a, a nicely designed white and yeah. it's flat front. Yeah. So, you know, I think appliances do make, make a difference um, in my opinion, if you've got nice new appliances yes. or if you can see I that it's agree. a new appliance, but it's the, the cheapest Amana well, brand or something like that. There is a reason why in our MLS system, when we are loading listings, one of the choices is stainless steel appliances as whatever feature you sure. might have in the kitchen. Because, because it's traditionally been yeah. one of the Traditionally, if it's white or black um, appliances, if you've got stainless steel, you've upgraded your appliances. Yeah. I mean, now most are stainless steel, and now it's cool to get the black ones and yeah. stuff that are like the white KitchenAid. Yeah. Um, I like the flat fronts. And other things that you can consider, and this will also depend on the design of the kitchen, is whether or not to go counter depth. Because fridges are always the most awkward things to fit into the kitchen. Yes. A lot of times you'll see a kitchen, a fridge will just be off on its own on one side without any, any cabinetry around it. Um, and when you go with a counter depth fridge, it looks a lot nicer. However, small, small you don't have a whole lot of space. I so. think that depends on the house. It's a very important appliance. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're renovating a big house, and we've seen this where people have done the counter depth small in a family house, like, no, put a larger yeah. fridge because they're probably going to have one, two, mm. three children. It's, it's a, actually a pet peeve of mine when it's a bigger space and someone puts a really small fridge in oh, it. Oh, yeah. I hate seeing space everywhere. The like, big space on top type yeah. thing. Yeah. You can they tell use, it's like, not custom cabinetry. Or no, they use an apartment. It, the space is for 
a regular sized fridge and they used an apartment sized fridge in there because for whatever reason that's what they had yeah and i don't know it just drives me crazy especially post-covid a lot of times when we've had that happen people have been like well i had to buy this fridge in covid like it was yeah. this fridge or don't have a fridge yeah. sure. so i bought this fridge and now i have supply it. chain issues this was all that was available that's yeah. my pet peeve first world problems yeah. like <laughs> the small fridge is in the big fridge hole <laughs> I think with appliances that they've come a whole long way in the last four or five years. You now have, as far as your finishing is concerned, yes, you got the white, the black, the stainless steel, but you've also got the fingerprint proof uh, stainless steel, uh, which, which is a bit more of a matte finish, which is Doesn't awesome. Um, the flat fronts, yes. which are cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Depends on how much grease and crap no, I have. Yes. Okay, so to that point, I think we should maybe do a podcast on appliances because we're getting off on a tangent yeah. here. But the finger proof or finger print, print proof. proof, the one that we have, you cannot see fingerprints. It's amazing. Unless the light is hitting it a certain way and I'm like, Argh. John. Or I see food stuck on. That's more. Yeah. I mean, Actually, that's what I see more. On your that's more what I see is yeah. dirt yeah. or food versus actually, because our old one wasn't finger print proof and it made me insane. Okay. Yeah. We, the, let me just, a couple other quick things with regards to new appliances. Uh, ranges would typically have the back wall sticking up where all the controls are. Uh, now they have the full flat tops where the controls are at the front, um, which I kind of like. And then uh, sinks as well. People love the new oh, double sinks, sinks, the deep sinks, big. the farmer sinks, sinks. Yeah, deep a little sinks. bit more desirable. And your faucet. Can I add? So sinks are a, a, a very preference thing, right? Like we want a nice sink, but what's a nice sink? So what would you prefer? A big farmer sink, a double sink? Or single sink. Pick your own. Uh, What's your favorite sink? Deep doubles. And why is that? I don't know. I, I do the dishes for <laughs> okay. the most part. Good Doesn't answer. splash Good around. Answer. Good answer. Doesn't splash around what do you as prefer? much. I want a double. Yeah. Because Why? same thing, I want to be able to dry the dishes that I've hand washed in the depression. Right now I have a single sink and so you have to dry the dishes on the side and then I don't put them away for four days and, it looks and messy. I don't like the way that it looks yeah. and I got all this. But those big, anyway. But so double sinks for people who clean. I say a deep sink, whether it's double or single, because you can hide dirty dishes in there. Because if someone's coming over and you don't have time to do whatever or anything, you'd hide anything in there. Yeah, throw it in the sink and no one can see it. Clear your countertops. <laughs> don't ever look at my sink. It's all in there and trying to run the water and you've got meat falling in there and meat. meat. There's a sponge. We should do a podcast on how much you two love meat. <laughs> Anyways. Fans. All right, let's get back on topic. Uh, kitchen, anything to add before we move on to number three? You have backsplash here. Oh yeah, backsplash. Do you think that's important? I do, because yeah. personally, if you're gonna do a backsplash for selling, make it kind of neutral, or do something that's on trend, honeycomb. Uh, you can also do herringbone. Uh, Cheryl's pet peeve is like the, the stone, different shaped rock type stones that oh, get yeah, all the dust on them. So for a kitchen so as well, you wouldn't want to do that. Clean. So, um, you know, subway tile is, is kind of nice and simple. Sometimes people are using the large tiles. The hex tiles. Yeah, are, hex tiles are, cool. are great. Yeah. I think you, if you pick a nice tile, it doesn't cost that much more than say a subway tile, which yeah. is kind of cheap and it looks way better. Yeah. The wow yeah. factor. That's almost like the feature wall right there. Yes. Your, your backsplash. However, if you're doing vanilla that everyone's going to like, subway tile fits the bill for everybody. It it does. Because, and it's, it's, um, classic, right? You're right. I have subway tile in every single house. So I'm super over subway tile. Yeah. You just, you're just jealous because we have penny tile. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you do. The entire kitchen's almost penny tile. Yeah. Well, let's move on to number three. Number three is floors. It is not always the cheapest to do. It depends on the material you're using. I wanted to put this in because when we go into look at people's properties to get ready to sell. When we're doing our comparative market analysis, one of the things we pay attention to is the floor. 
What's the material? Is it matching? Is it in really rough shape? Because buyers are immediately going to go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to have to redo all the floors. Or, you know, if it's been done two or three different times over the decades and you've got vinyl in one, you've got, uh, you know, parquet in the other. Can I uh, make a comment here? I think more important than the material, because some people can't afford an engineered or a hardwood floor. They only can afford a vinyl or a laminate. It's the consistency in the house more than anything. And there's lots of homes that don't have matching floors, but if you can afford to do them all the same, it makes a difference. It does. Yeah, and I think that it will help to increase the value of your home on sale if you do that update. And if you're to do that update, um, you know, not everyone has an unlimited budget. There's some decent vinyl products out there. It is the cheapest uh, and there's most a, resilient. It is the most resilient, and there's. I quite know, like it. Yeah, it's good. For, good for pets. Good for basements. But there's cheap vinyl, and then there's more expensive vinyl. Yes, the so, nice yeah. newer vinyls that look like wide plank flooring. Some yeah. of them are quite good. They it's have quite different a designs. It can look like tile. It can look like wide plank flooring. Yeah, it can I like look the like tiles. laminate. Next up would be laminate with regards to cost and a lot of people. And there's a wide variety of laminate. There's cheap laminate, and then there's laminate sometimes that you can look at that. You're like, is this yeah. wood? Yes. Is this not wood? I've had to touch it a few times. Condos are a big one because there are some condo projects where you can walk in and you know right away that the developer, the builder used the least expensive mm. laminate. And there's times when we go in and you know it's laminate. And it starts like, to curl oh. up at the corners. It's... But there's times when you go in and you're like, this is really good laminate. I'm yeah. not even sure. Is this engineered hardwood? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also with laminate more than wood, but also wood, the trends. Like you can tell when a, you know, a house has been done because, okay, it's small planks and the regular hard, shiny hardwood and now everything is matte and gray laminate was like that grayish color was really popular, but now it's starting to look dated. So you can, white oak has been popular for the last couple of years. So I think that also, if you want to make sure your house is, um, you're opening up yourself to the biggest buyer pool, do something that's trendy, but also classic that is going to last more than a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, there's people that have spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on their renovations in the 90s. And you can just tell because it might be hardwood floor, but it's very thin plank and it's like this rosy red or whatever, dark, whatever's trendy at the time. Can I go on a slight tangent? I've had a few clients in the last year that have um, bought places with not great floors and they've gone and they've uh, like pulled up carpet or whatever and refinished the the original. Not, I mean, maybe it is really good quality. It looks so great. I've had people take paint off of it. I've had yeah. people pull up carpet and it was just destroyed under there and they've had someone come and sand it down. Yeah. It's relatively cost-effective. They replace the wooden, the the ones that are damaged. Right. And it looks fabulous. It looks can. 10 out of 10. Some people look for that. They're like, oh, I wonder if it's original floors underneath yep. that and they want to pull it away. Um, one thing that we've seen in some of these century homes where there is original floors uh, is the fact that they secured them down with nails. And it's one of my pet peeves. Oh, is it? Where you yeah. hear the squeaks, you know? There's something about like a solid, I, and I prefer hardwood or even engineered hardwood if it's uh, the top layer is very thick. You can even sand it down multiple times and refinish it if they get gouged or anything like that. But if it has these big squeaks, it just drives me, drives me nuts. So I even, like the squeaks. You too? What? It's She's homey. a traditional Oh my person. God, you guys are so opposite. Different I know, planets. we should so well get married. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, also because... Um, yeah. 
It's just kind of weird. Because it'd be weird. Mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> weird. But it's it's funny that sometimes people will go ahead and do a new floor, and if they use a contractor that doesn't put a new subfloor down or yes. just puts it right down on a subfloor that's being held down with nails, uh, then you're putting a new floor down on something that's already squeaking. Uh, I think it's important if you personally redo your floors, make sure you screw the floor, the subfloor down, um, use glue and, and screws if you can, and then it just has that real solid feel. It's those things that buyers walk through and they're like, I don't know what it is about this house, but it feels, feels really solid. solid, right? We do hear that. Um, but at the same time, think about there was a house that we offered on in the beaches and every single floor squeaked. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the neighbors could hear them, yeah. but it was an awesome house. Yeah, all original, yeah. like just stunning, gorgeous. And it had been very well maintained. And it was it was renovated yeah. in some areas, but yeah. the floors were very squeaky and people loved it. There oh, was just the character. They were original floors, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So if you're gonna be doing a lot of these updates and you have a little bit more of a uh, character home, try to keep the character if you can. It's another thing that we talk about. And that is about the largest buyer pool versus, you know, whether or not we like character, we just find that in Toronto, because this might not be the same in Mississauga or Markham. Or New Brunswick. Or New Brunswick, right? Like we, there is a lot of Toronto buyers that are looking for that century home, that character. So things that do have character, try to keep some of it, don't try to erase all of it. But there's also buyers who like the clean, modern aesthetic and that that's fine too. Yeah. But if you have character, don't get rid of it just for the sake of getting rid of yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Strip away the soul of a home. I mean, there are some ones that have been stripped away of souls and still have new souls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's go on to number four. Uh, let's talk about painting. I think this is the biggest difference maker. As far as an update, if you're gonna sell your home, make sure that it has um, fresh paint because buyers walk in, they see gouges, they see uh, you know, scuffs. rough scuffs, you, they see you know, colors from the 90s, every room painted a different color. Yeah, and can that's I nostalgic point out, in a bad way. Yeah. There's two things that I think buyers notice too right away, like especially the entryway where there's a lot of scuffs where people have taken shoes off and that will go for baseboards as well, and under desks. <laughs> if you look under uh, Nicole's <laughs> desk and my desk, we're kickers. What can you say? And but the yeah. we've seen this multiple times, oh, yeah. and we've painted and we've used uh, magic eraser to get rid of the kick marks because you walk in and you notice it if you're looking for that. If you're on the market and you want that clean, you know, I'm ready for my big day moment from your room or house, then yeah. those kinds of things matter. And it's a very easy fix. To it just is. Paint. Well, that's what I was going to say. Pound for pound, that is the best, most cost effective. Yeah. You get the biggest return. Update that's going to yeah. give you the most return. Yeah, absolutely. Would you guys say paint white? Because a lot of people say paint it white and let someone else imagine what they want to do. I think that if you go all white in some kinds of properties, it can feel clinical. Like if you have yeah. like an all white and brand new kitchen and then light floors and then all white paint everywhere it's and like white, it, it's, it yeah. feels like you're walking into Those a hospital. Those have no soul. That's yeah. true. Mental it's true. Yeah. Another thing that if you are the kind of person who thought it was a good idea in the 90s to have an orange room, a purple room, a black room. What color was yours? <laughs> all of those. Yeah. I had a green room, a purple room, a dark brown room. Here's the thing, if you go white, it's gonna be primer and probably three coats. So it it's about what is your budget. Okay, so you're saying if someone did have a very colorful house, if you wanna paint it white, that it might be expensive. It would be expensive, yeah. Um, but would you both agree that there have been homes we've been in, maybe ones that have a little bit more character or stage really well, or a little unique, and it's all white and it looks awesome? Yeah, sometimes for sure. You know what we're seeing as well is in some rooms painted all like really dark charcoal. I love that. And right? some rooms, I, I've always Yeah, that. traditionally you'd, you'd say, 
don't paint it because it makes it feel smaller. Don't paint in dark colors, but it can work in certain environments. It's homey. Yes, yeah. and a cozy. Comforting. And that, the one, there was a house we just sold last week and they had, oh, so they had navy grass cloth wallpaper, but also did all the baseboards in the same color and it felt like a cocoon for it's your sleep. Yeah. So I didn't notice that in that house. They painted the baseboards yes. that same color? Yes. Oh, I loved that room. That and room is my... And the walk-in closet, all of the, the drawers and stuff are the same color. Like they did it very monochromatic and then just did curtains and pillows and whatever. To and the curtains were orange. And I love that too. The navy and I orange. really love yeah. it. Yeah. I a, think about a, it at night. Against the grain, but it really worked for that property. Yeah. To my question about the white walls, I noticed that you have feature walls in here. So yes. what do you two think of feature walls? What I really like that John Paulson's been doing recently is the wallpaper feature walls. Oh God. I think it's- uh, John Paul's And it doesn't always go that way. well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, when it's done, it, it's- If it's done properly, it's my good wallpaper. Thing. Yeah. And, not, and it's, I would say the majority of homes now are not doing full rooms like we used to do in the 80s. Yeah. They're doing just the feature wall in this wallpaper. I mean, we just said that there was grass cloth in that one room, but that yeah. was a very special design right. feature. But if you can do like an entry wall or maybe a, a wall in a child's room or something like that in a very fun wallpaper, it is dramatic. Yeah, it adds character yes. to the house. Yeah. It's, uh, it gives it personality. Yep. And it makes the property stand out a little bit from, from the other properties out there. And I think <laughs> because so many people are shopping online, if you have a really dramatic feature wall with some nice contrasting colors, be it a couch or some art or a mirror, then it, it's attention grabbing. It's photogenic, do but also in person, it looks great. Yeah. Like, Do you think more and more realtors are now picking up on this? We've seen it really in the last couple of years, many people doing this. Do you think it's starting to get a little washed out or a little oversaturated the whole feature overdone. wall? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I think more people are doing it. Yeah, it's just becoming more commonplace and less special, but I still think it makes a property look better. But don't you think that maybe you have to pick and choose if a property needs it or not? Yeah, maybe not every property. Don't do it just because I have to have a feature wall. Just make sure it fits in with the, the motif and the feel the of the vibe. property. Yeah. yeah, the vibe. All right, so, and I also wanna to touch on painting the outside of a home. Because we've talked with a couple of our clients with potentially refreshing the color of their house to make it a little bit less dated, perhaps, more give modern. it a little bit more curb appeal. And I think it can be worthwhile, um, but depending on the size of the house and what you're going to be doing, it can be cost prohibitive. It does make a huge difference to mm -hmm. curb appeal, though. I'm yeah. remembering the house I live in now, the exterior used to be yellow and red. Oh, love that porch, yeah, yeah, and above the windows, and yeah. then like replaced all the windows, everything. So now they have electric, but it's still. And then a few years ago, we painted it the two tone gray, which is getting a little worn now. But people stop and look at it and say yeah. like, "We love the striking grays." As well, if you if your um, trim and your window sills on the exterior, they weather very easily. You know, to sand those down and give them a fresh coat of paint, I think adds a lot to the curb appeal. Um, I think where you will see the biggest exterior painting changes is when it is an, like somebody has painted old brick, like an older, like yellow or red or orange or whatever, or stucco, like that light brown khaki oh, stucco yeah. is not cool anymore, but black or white stucco yeah. or gray yeah. stucco is very cool. So that modernizes everything. What are your thoughts? And this is a divisive subject, I think. Divisive. I mean, you can say divisive. Divisive, well. divisive. <laughs> what about um, painting brick? Yeah, we, I mean, this is, your house is painted brick. Yeah. No, no, no it's, not. it's the porch. Yeah, not the brick. And the window frame. 
Because well, that's what I was talking about with the yellow and red. I'm thinking about all those ones near Trinity Bellwoods mm. that are like, and the paint starts to peel and yeah. stuff too, right? And if you have that beautiful, well, it depends on the kind of brick you have. You've got the rosy brick or the traditional red brick or the, the 90s honey brick. Uh, honey yeah. brick. I do like the painted brick. If you do it well, once again, maybe you'd need someone. We're seeing a lot of people. very good with color. People's doing it white. With with black yeah. trim, yeah. it can look, can look quite striking. Oh, like my heart house in Leslieville yeah. when they redid that house. Yeah. Some painted, uh, so you just asked what we thought of it. I think some painted brick looks amazing, and I think it depends on the brick underneath. If you have like an old Victorian with beautiful red brick, like please don't paint it. Like it's it looks striking with the, you know, a red brick house with black windows. Yeah. And you know, we know that that is a very popular curb appeal and look. But if you have you know, pink bricks, you know, a la the suburbs, and you want to try and modernize your house a little bit, then yeah. hey, paint it, because that'll work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if, because so many people did go with white brick uh, in 10 years' time, is that going to look dated? Maybe. Maybe. Never yeah, know. Get rid of the paint and paint it the new yeah. color. Sandblast it. Yeah. Again, cost to everything, so yeah. you got to keep that in mind. Let's move on to our final of the top five updates to increase the value of your home, and that is new light fixtures. Mm. First impressions. Uh, when you walk into a house and you see a boob light, the builder's boob light or a really dated and dusty and rusted light fixture. Rusted? Rusted, yeah. Yeah, can you be. would know because you take them I'm the down. one that yeah. takes them <laughs> all down and changes the lights. I think it's I think it's a, a great value add to have new light fixtures. doesn't break the bank in many cases. And, you know, it's a giveaway for datedness if you have the really old light fixtures. And also it's how bright do you want the property to be when you walk in for the first impressions. If a property doesn't have a lot of windows, you're gonna wanna make sure that you have a light fixture that casts just the right amount of light. I think it's also one of the clues on um cost like those boob lights i don't even know what they are bucks. right yeah. but yeah. if you $15, see one in a yeah. house it's sort of like well if they if they put in that cheap light what else was cheaped out on and if I, everything else is nice have they renovated that it always makes me i think that it's only been maybe in the last decade not even where people started to pay more close attention to lights and there's been way more lights to choose yeah. from i think that maybe a decade ago everybody had boob lights and when we say boob lights we mean the half dome light with, with the, the screw on screw nipple in the middle. Yes, yeah. what he said. But okay. beep. <laughs> <laughs> well, they look like boobs, so. Yeah, but they also are, they're not flattering. They're not very fashionable. They're not trendy. Yeah. They just do their job, which is to light up the hallway or the bedroom. Or Barely whatever. even. They illuminate, I guess, uh, That the is bulb. a light bulb, Nicole. <laughs> Don't blame the light. Blame the light bulb. I know, the yeah. boob light tends to have a crappy But I, th light bulb I think about there. even when we started in real estate, how much this whole light fixture thing has changed. Sure. You know, there is way more choice, choice and way more affordable choice now than there was even five years ago. Yeah. So I think that that is something, uh, maybe social media and Instagram and stuff has something to do with this where people are more in tune to design. Yes. Because remember the days, we're talking about even like the outside of a house. Do you remember the days when you bought the house because you could afford it and it was like comfy inside and your family, you didn't necessarily go in and renovate something. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And now we we talk about the renovate, the renova renovations and we talk about changing the way things look and a lot more than we did. And it makes me feel kind of like... We all, well, no, like we all have all this money like to throw around. Lots of people don't have money to do this stuff. Yeah. But you can get... I think stylish light fixtures, even from Ikea. You know, we see yes. a lot of those around for under hundred bucks. Wayfair yes. and Amazon have changed the game. And actually Ikea was the first one, I think that had 
um, trendy cool lights for inexpensive prices but now Wayfair and Amazon have upped their game and there's lots of them we bought lots of great quality lights yeah. for very inexpensive prices from those websites <clears throat> now with lighting I also want to talk because LED has kind of been the way to go now it's changed as well just in the last oh yeah five yeah years. well it's just so much more cost effective for you know, the amount of energy that you're using mm -hmm. and initially when the LEDs first came out they didn't really have a selection of color temperatures and I mm -hmm. found that most LED lights were very cool like daylight and we talk cool, it's like more of a blue light than Not kind of a warm light. Uh, well, I just think we talk about having a property that feels clinical. Yeah. If they've got the LED lights that are a really cool color temperature, it feels like you're at the operating theater. It really does feel like you're at the operating yeah, theater. Yeah, or like a, like a weird grocery store. Um, fluorescent. Yeah, fluorescent. It's reminiscent of fluorescent. It is, yes. yeah. Say that five times. There's no, like, you know how people put on just their lamps at night to feel cozy and yeah. to set that atmosphere. LEDs did not set an yeah. atmosphere. Well, and now you can choose between daylight, yeah. soft, and warm. Yeah, I like that it's changed. Yeah, so I think that if you want to set the tone as soon as you walk into a property to have kind of like a warmer or softer light, mm -hmm. um, albeit brighter, uh, is, mm -hmm. is very important. Do you remember when we could buy light bulbs for 99 cents? Yeah, Dollarama, you still can. It's one of the only places that still sells incandescent bulbs as I'm well. I'm fine with LED, I actually prefer, you know, yeah. environmentally, but... Yeah, for sure. Oh yes, the game changed a lot, kids. Sure has. <laughs> I want to talk uh, about matching the style of the light fixture to the property. Yeah. Because if you're selling your old Victorian and you have a little bit more, you know, beautiful moldings and, and wood trim and exposed brick, you're you probably not going to go with something that's super modern. Cold yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas if you have a really funky condo with uh, 10 foot ceilings and floor to ceiling windows and concrete everywhere, then you probably want to go with something that matches a little bit. And uh, a lot of times what we also see is in these uh, flips, uh, you can tell what was on sale at Costco or Home Depot. So um, the crystal. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, the crystal. It's a, it's a giveaway. Again, it's a personal preference. Some people like them. I was going to say, we're, we sound like we're being all like <laughs> crystal. Some people like that stuff. But some people do. But it is something because of the cost that we find that uh, flipper contractors mm. will often use. And then it makes all these flipped houses look exactly the same. Yeah. Cookie cutter. Cookie cutter flips. You bet. And so that kind of rounds it out, the top five updates to increase the value of your home. Once again, this has been looked at through the lens of a realtor, actually a realtor and two brokers or three realtors, however you want to describe it. Uh, and- That was a burn. I know, it wasn't really burning either. Cheryl. I'm the smartest, come on. Of course. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about takeaways. Is there any takeaways you ladies want to talk about? Like that we learned from each other here? Yeah. <laughs> or I mean the takeaways of, okay, so we were trying to bring you value yeah. listening to the podcast today. So we've narrowed it down to some things depending on your budget that you can do to get your house ready, looking its best to sell it or to update it even if you wanted to just live in it, yeah. right? So the takeaway is that we know kitchens and bathrooms sell yeah. and they're also both kind of the heart of the home. Yeah, bathrooms. they're are. usually the most expensive, <laughs> expensive to update. And they're the ones most where we spend the most time. Yeah. Um, flooring is something I would say that probably at the bottom of the list because painting and light fixtures are really easy changes. Yeah. You can express your personality with painting and light fixtures. And the caulking. Don't forget the caulking in the That's bathroom. Part of that was bathroom. part of the bathroom. I'm sorry. I was waiting. I was waiting for my chance to talk <laughs> and I wanted to say I was doing a bigger overall takeaway. But your takeaway is caulking? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Go I, I've got a couple here. Um, not all updates 
require big dollars, yeah. a lot of expenditures. Um, you also want to update your property according to whether or not you're looking to sell. Obviously, if you're updating it and this is your forever home, by all means, do shag carpet throughout, including the bathroom, if you're into that. I mean, don't put carpet in the bathroom. Don't listen to John. John, do not give design tips. But I was going to say something to this. Uh, if you are, because there's people like, I spent $200,000 on this and I should be able to get it back. Have you lived in it? Have you enjoyed it? You know, it might not be the taste of someone else. So you might not get that $200,000 back. But if you lived in it and enjoyed it, yeah. then it was probably worth it for you. But we were talking more about getting it ready for market. Um, the most bang for your buck and the top five things that you should do to increase the value of your home. Are you trying, were you trying to like burn me there? Trying to summarize your summary. Yeah, that's all. Okay. I'm not trying to burn you ever. Okay. I mean, Occasionally. the broker thing was burned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then that's it, folks. Those are the top five updates, according to John, Cheryl, and Nicole, uh, to increase the value of your home to help you get your home sold quicker and for more. Before we leave you, we want to shout out a local business, as we always do. And um, because it's Tuesday today. <gasps> Taco Tuesday. It is. Every day is Taco Tuesday. If you go to Puerto Bravo, mm. uh, it is just down the street from us. Uh, it's on Girard near Ashdale. And it is, in our opinion, probably, we're going to do top five tacos. We've been talking about doing that Let's forever. Let's do a podcast on all top five foods. Uh, and these guys are absolutely fantastic. They were given a bib gourmand by the folks at Michelin. Uh, it's affordable. It's delicious. If you haven't tried them yet, it is Puerto Bravo. Uh, and they are fantastic. John is a taco connoisseur too. So right. this, he's tried many a taco before giving you this recommendation. I'm a big, big fan. So top of, top of the list. John right there. loves the tacos. All right. So thanks so much for joining us. As always, you can find us at therealestatepodcast.ca. Uh, you can also follow us on all of our socials. Uh, check out our YouTube as well. They're all at JNC Toronto Group. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Thanks, John. You have been listening to therealestatepodcast.ca. Visit our website for more episodes and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at JNC Toronto Group. 